It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. If you're interested in it, Brian's talking about it. You're with Brian Kilmeade. You don't want to mandate and try and force anyone to take a vaccine. We've never done that. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory. Uh, there will be no federal vaccinations database and no federal mandate requiring everyone to obtain a single vaccination credential. That was then, and this is now. Mandates are plenty. Now those people with over 100 employees will have to get a test. They say there's a test, but I don't know if there's financing for it, or be fined something like $13,000 every time you are found in non-compliance. And we know about the thousands of people that have been left the medical profession because they didn't want to get vaccinated. They don't take in natural immunity. And on top of that now, we have firefighters, we have cops, sanitation workers who don't want to get the vaccination, and now soon-to-be corrections who don't want the vaccination, or 84% do, 15% don't, they're going to lose their jobs and can't collect unemployment. Does that seem fair? Dr. Barney McCarry is uh, all over this issue. He's a surgeon and a professor of health policy at Johns Hopkins University. Dr. McCarry, was the old Joe Biden right or the Joe Biden uh, of today right? Well, people feel that they've been betrayed. You know, this was a promise from every one of our top health officials in the government and the president. So this damages public trust. And if you look at how far we've come, you know, it went from, hey, there's going to be a vaccine available for kids. It'll be an individual choice to... San Francisco just announced their plans to make vaccinations mandatory for kids 5 through 11 if they want to go to any public setting. That's We've come a long way from our original goal. Yeah, I mean, think about this. You know they're going to start mandating the kids. And the tragedy is, according to the CDC, 42% of kids 5 through 11 already had COVID. That was back in September at the beginning of the Delta wave. Now it's upwards of 50%. It's north of 50%. So there's going to be unintended harm with taking people already immune and telling them you have to be immunized. What should should they be doing? So they're frustrated because more people are unvaccinated, even though 70% of the country is fully vaccinated that's eligible. And uh, the number is even higher if with people who've gotten a single shot. Well, our problem is not a 24-year-old healthy person or a professional basketball player or athlete who is not vaccinated. No professional athlete that I know of has ever died of COVID anywhere in the world. If you hear of one, let me know. That's not our problem. So when they have this thermometer gauge, like it's a fundraising campaign of a university, like we got to get to 100%, you're ignoring the fact that the risk is not equally distributed in the population. The seniors are now protected by and large And we've got drugs that make COVID death really something that should never happen. We just need the FDA to move a little quicker. So we got about 1,100 deaths a day, down 23% over the last two weeks. I'm looking at the shade map in the New York Times. Uh, The whole South is basically way out of the woods. There's the, the state that's doing the best is Florida. It's the upper Northwest. So why aren't the policies responding to how the Delta variant is receding? Well, I'm hearing, Brian, from public health academics that they really are just coming right out now unabashedly and saying we should never get back to normal. You know, we need to keep restrictions, uh, distancing masks, basically in perpetuity. And I get it. You might have, you know, 
2% reductions in viral transmission rates for the rest of humanity, but are we going to let fires burn out of control and 911 response times go up? And this pandemic has been great for the wealthy, Brian. Most people are re renovating their homes and making money on the stock market. Half of America lives paycheck to paycheck, and they have borne the brunt of these excessive restrictions. So now we got something else on the horizon, and it's this pill, this Pfizer pill. How are they going to regulate a pill? No one should be dying of COVID right now in the United States. Between all the therapeutics that are already on the shelf and these new pills, the new one announced today by Pfizer cuts death and hospitalizations in COVID patients by 89%. The other one, Molnupiravir by Merck, no one's ever died who's gotten the medication and cut deaths to zero. Now, that one, the FDA is going to get around to uh, having a conversation about it on the 30th of this month. And around Christmas, we'll see it out there. And the other one, this, this one announced today by Pfizer will probably take about two months, too long during a health emergency. But when you talk about Pfizer having a pill, you can't regulate it. You don't have to go to a doctor or a clinic and fill out a form. You could just take that at home. They're not going to like that because then you have to trust somebody and they don't trust anybody. <laughs> the paternalistic culture is heavy right now. But these new drugs by Pfizer and Merck, you'll need a prescription and so you'll go to your doctor and they'll write you a prescription for it. That'll, that'll be one answer. Uh, would, so are you for, first off, what are the facts? If I am not vaccinated and I don't have natural immunity, am I, is it easier for me to get it than you who's vaccinated? Yeah, an unvaccinated person is a little more susceptible. Now, we don't know. You might, the virus jumps into your nose cavity at, at the same frequency. When you're vaccinated, you fend it off a little better. You're less likely to test positive, And your um, window of being contagious is more narrow. You might be contagious, say, for one day if you're vaccinated, as opposed to three days if you're not. So if I say I have natural immunity and I'm not going to get vaccinated, we still can't get anybody to pay attention to that on the national level, correct? No, we're actually moving backwards on natural immunity because even though 90 different studies have shown that it's effective and the largest study worldwide that is 27 times more effective than vaccines, the only two studies to the contrary are jerry-rigged studies the CDC has put out with horrible methodology. They should be embarrassed. They would never survive peer review at any medical journal except the fact that we have uh, group think right now and they're just, you know, people are, are political and saying we're going to swear our allegiance to the vaccinate every human being edict and therefore we need to dispel natural immunity because it threatens that White House edict. So those studies are, are, are tragic and those are both put out by the CDC. I put out heavy critiques of them on Twitter. Right. Uh, so I know see you, Dr. McCrory. I want you to make heads or tails of this exchange with Dr. Walensky and Senator Burr. Cut seven. I think our guidance is very simple when it comes to vaccination. It has nothing to do with whether you've been infected or not. We recommend everybody in this country be vaccinated with either two doses of a Pfizer or Moderna vaccine or a single dose of a Johnson & Johnson vaccine. It couldn't be more simple. Everyone should get vaccinated who is eligible for, to be vaccinated. I'm not asking a question. I'm making a point. That is, so confusing. that is so confusing that there's, that you, there's every reason to believe that the American people can look at this and say, what in the hell are you guys doing? What are you judging this based on? It's not common sense, and it's certainly not science. Your stated policy suggests that you put more value on natural immunity. And he goes on. He's frustrated. It doesn't make any sense to him. What about you? 
Well, I agree. I agree. And it doesn't make sense with other medical practices like the chickenpox vaccine. The CDC says on their website, don't get it if you already had chickenpox because you've got natural immunity. It says that right on their website. So what they're doing is cherry picking data and people see the dishonesty of it. Let me give you an example. When the data from Israel came out on boosters in people over 65, that was a tenfold reduction in hospitalizations. Dr. Fauci immediately lit up and called it, quote unquote, dramatic data and wrote up a lot of policy to push the boosters. When the data out of Israel, the same country, and the health ministry said natural immunity is 27 times more protective than vaccines, he ignored it, never talked about it. That's the cherry picking and the disingenuous nature of this. I want you to hear more about this exchange. Cut six. It's confusion when somebody has to be vaccinated, though they've got natural immunity. The CDC website currently says that if you have had COVID in the last 90 days and you leave the country and you come back in, you're not required to be tested before you come to the United States. I'll leave on Sunday. I have double vaccination. I have a booster. Next Thursday in London, I'll be required to have a COVID test in London before I can fly back into the United States. The CDC's own website puts more value on natural immunity than they do on two vaccine shots and a booster shot. But yet they won't acknowledge it in policy. I've had senior health people tell me in public health, look, Marty, yeah, natural immunity works, but we got to keep the message simple. And this kind of paternalism is what people are revolting against. They're revolting against it everywhere and in elections. If we're China, where you have a paternalistic government where that says kids can only play video games for two hours a week, then it makes sense. Just, you know, everyone follow along like a robot. But if we believe in using our brain and thinking, uh, then we've got to look at the data. And they're being very dishonest about looking at the data. So yesterday there was exchange with Anthony Fauci, and it's definitely personal. And Senator Rand Paul, because we wanted to find out the origins of this virus. This administration is uh, not even curious uh, where this virus came from. They're making a uh, they did this investigation, which was inconclusive. Uh, But then it was time for these two to go at it. Listen to this exchange on gain of function. Cut 15. There's the preponderance of evidence now points towards this coming from the lab. And what you've done is change the definition on your website to try to cover your ass. Basically, you won't admit well, that it's dangerous. And for that lack of judgment, I think it's time that you resign. Th- thank you, Senator Paul. And I would like um, to give the time to Dr. Fauci. Yeah, well, there were so many things that are egregious misrepresentation here, uh, Madam Chair, that I-, I don't think I'd be able to refute all of them. But just a couple of them for the listens to hear for. You have said that I am unwilling to take any responsibility for the current pandemic. I have no responsibility for the current pandemic. Yeah, uh, directly, but there doesn't seem to be a big curiosity to find out where it started, which I think would allow us to be able to stop it. (laughs) They They just don't talk about it. And you had every journalist in the United States stop what they're doing and pivot to study COVID, and no one looked under the, the rug to see what happened and where it came from. We got two studies going on at Johns Hopkins right now. One is looking at where the NIH spent their money last year. Less than 5% went to COVID, and most of that was health disparities wow. in COVID and not transmission rates. Um, and then we've got a study looking at how China 
is systematically building up their virology labs, and we're doing a big study on that. And finally, we're doing a study on natural immunity since the government's not doing it. Uh, it seems like you got a series of things that we all have to address, but it's pretty amazing. Uh, Dr. McCarry, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Good to be with you, Brian. And lastly, I'm sorry, before we go, for the, for the parents listening right now wondering if their child should get vaccinated, I know the good news is a lot of these shots are going to be in doctor's offices, uh, but I'm wondering what you would tell them. Well, 143 kids over two years have died in that 5 to 11 age group. And we think those are kids with comorbid conditions. If they have one, get a vaccine. And if you're healthy, I would say you probably don't need it. Half of kids have natural immunity. You could certainly test for it. If you're concerned, go ahead and get it. I would do one dose or space out the doses by three months. What uh, what do you say to parents that really want the masks off the kids and the other parents who say, they I want your kids to have masks? You know, the masks are an arbitrary poker chip in this negotiation with policymakers. The kids shouldn't be wearing masks in areas with low transmission rates anyway. So it's, it's a non-medical issue. It's a purely political token to say, hey, if you do the vaccine, you can take off your mask. That's, that's not a medical argument. That's a political argument. All right, Dr. Bukhari, thanks so much. Thanks, Brian. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.